Straight Talk Live. You may dial toll-free and join us here on the radio. Our number here is 855-453-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, and the Skype username is LRN.FM. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. I wanted to start out tonight with something that I mentioned, I think it was last week, having in store for Melanie. We never got back to, or we never got to it later in the week. Oh, you saved it for me? (laughs) I've saved it for you because I think you're the the most relevant co-host to be able to comment on this. Uh, It is an opinion piece written by Adamo Freeman. Now, have you met Adamo? Were you around when he was around here? No. Okay. Uh, so Adamo Freeman, for those that don't know, is the founder of CopBlock, copblock.org. Very popular police accountability website. Uh, I'm a big fan of CopBlock. I've been around since the very beginning of this organization. Uh, I got the badge to prove it. I've got uh, they issued uh, badges years a couple of years ago, and those got, are really confusing from a distance before you know they exist. Yeah, it says uh, on the badge when you get close enough to read it, it says badges don't grant extra rights, and then there's a number uh, like a serial number uh, or a police number, and mine is number five, so I'm in the uh, the top five of the cop block founder types. Uh, Free Talk Live has been a longtime supporter and and sponsor of uh, Ademo and Pete and. You know those guys over at CopBlock and the the good work that they that they've done. I personally have been on the streets for countless hours, uh, going and holding the police accountable when they are harassing peaceful people like college students for open container violations or just pulling over folks for no real crime whatsoever, and uh, trying to hold the police accountable. Recording video of them, which is one of the things that CopBlock advocates for, is. To record, record, record. Get these guys on the record. Have a camera present, whether it's you being pulled over or you spot somebody else being pulled over who you don't even know. Uh, you, I usually ask their permission. I'll usually ask the sort of the victim's permission to record. And if they say yes, then I'll go ahead and record the scene. I don't want to upset uh, you don't know whether those people are necessarily victims until you've stood around. No, for I consider a while. it's a pretty good bet. Yeah, the odds are if the police are pulling someone over, they are a victim of the police. Uh, the you know ninety nine percent of the time they're not pulling over a wanted murderer or you know rapist or something like that. They're pulling someone over and when, for when they a do pull somebody over for something that's an actual offense not an actual crime and an actual offense they tend to do things like draw their guns and encircle That's the true. car so if he, all he does is have his hand on his gun then it's probably some sort of victimless crime yeah that's a good point and, and if if the cops were to have drawn guns on a car then i would record without asking someone's permission so my, my general rule is if it just looks like your regular old traffic stop as soon as the cop walks away from the car door you know after they come up and take the license from the person i'll say something to the the person who's driving like hey is it all right if i record this and sometimes it is sometimes it isn't so anyway i'm a big fan of cop block i think they do good work copblock.org has constantly uh you know the latest news about very naughty police all around the united states and around the the world cops doing violent terrible things oppressing people it's just a, a depressing but uh enlightening blog if you've never seen it before so i recommend it i recommend you check that out but a demo freeman uh we've had him on the show he's been a co-host he's been sitting in, in your seat uh in the past on a regular basis because he used to actually live here in Keene. Keene is sort of it's almost like the home of of cop block uh, the the cop block founders have all lived here in this very house 
and uh, get, get a long history with him. And Adamo, when he started Cop Block, he was pretty upset. He was pretty, and rightfully so. I mean, he'd been a victim well, of Well, I don't a, think that calm Zen people tend to start things like Cop, cop Block. Cop right. Uh, so... Uh, he was upset, and for good reason. You know, he'd been a victim of the war on drugs. In fact, he's writing a book about that now that he started while he was most recently in jail. He's um, he just got out about a week or so ago uh, from being held. He's facing uh, criminal charges, fe- felony charges in Ohio for possession and distribution of cannabis. Uh, facing several years in prison over that, so he's out on bail at this moment. And this is a blog that he wrote while he was in jail. He wrote a few different blogs. This one I thought was really interesting. I'm going to share it with you. So uh, it is entitled, Was I Wrong? While you may think this post will be about my pending case out of Warren County, Ohio, it is not. I am most certainly not in the wrong in those matters, which will be sorted out later. The post, or this post, is about my efforts here at copblock.org over the last few years, particularly from 2014 to mid-year of 2016. During that time, I helped launch the F the Police logo with copblock branding and frequently used the hashtag FYourBadge. Before I explain how such messages may have been more harmful or way less effective than good, allow me to provide a little background on myself. My very first police interaction was at the age of 14 years old while walking the streets of the small Wisconsin town that I grew up in, Mayville. This interaction was a simple case of small-town cops who were a little too power-hungry or thought us kids were really up to no good. All we were actually doing was walking the strip while other kids drove laps. Over the next 20 years, I was arrested more times than I can remember, but aside from two pre-18-years-old fights, which is, I think, all too common— Uh, I've never been arrested for a crime with a victim, for using violence, or for damaging property. So, since he became 18, you know, he got in a couple of fights when he was a kid. And when you're 18, you kind of have more of an option to walk away. So, I feel like that's... And I I don't know the details of that, but I feel like that's relevant. He says, I believe that from the late 90s until 2013, all of my interactions with the police left me not only with a bad taste in my mouth but also with some deeply rooted anger towards police officers, especially those that led to felony convictions, which stripped me of my firearms and passion for hunting. And while in cop blocks infancy, my anger was probably shielded by the sound messages of film the police and badges don't grant extra rights. It eventually came through loud and clear in 2014, though some understood many did not. And instead of finding mutual ground to work on, many were pushed away from the cop block brand. I justified my actions by challenging others to simply do them or by saying that I thought such messages of F the police or F your badge could be effective if people looked deeper into the issue. Basically going for shock value to get people thinking, but how can I expect them to think more or deeper with such a turnoff at the start? In the words of Mahatma Gandhi, and you know things are changing for a demo <laughs> when he's citing Mahatma Gandhi. Well, I mean- I mean, I've never met him in real life, but I have him on Facebook, and he's pretty... I mean, especially for somebody who's victimized as much as he is, that doesn't surprise me. He's pretty calm. Madness answered with madness simply deepens it. It never dispels it. That's from The Essential Gandhi, page 221. And he says, and Gandhi, via that book, The Essential Gandhi, which is in the jail library here, for some amazing reason, is who brought me full circle to this viewpoint along with an amazing person in my life who showed me to look inward and then outward, you know who you are. I see now that love and non-cooperation are the keys to ending oppressive state actions, and that, quote, if we are to make progress, we must not repeat history, but make new history. 
again from The Essential Gandhi, page 206. He says, they say violence begets violence, so obviously hate also begets hate. When I first came to the realization that my most recent run-in with the law was going to leave me in a cage for an unknown amount of time, I reverted back to some of this hate. I called the corrections officers masters and referred to the inmates as slaves. Because if we don't even own our own bodies, then that's what we are. And while that analogy may ring true, it does me no good in terms of showing those corrections officers the truth of my wrongful caging or the errors of their professions. Partic- I don't know if that's accurate. You don't know. Well, well, tell me, what do you mean by that? I don't. I mean, I don't know because I don't know who these people are, and I don't think he does either. It may or may not show them that. Like, I don't. People are very individualized as to mm. what's going to show them the truth, and I don't know that. You know, yelling at cops is going to convert a cop. But I don't know what those particular cops, whether or not that shows them anything or not. Maybe that's the first time somebody pointed that out to them. Maybe they've heard this for 20 years. I don't know. I don't think he does either. But is it likely? I I don't think that he can say that. Are you more or less likely to listen to what someone's saying if they insult you? Me personally? (laughs) um, I don't think my conversion is really like a whole lot of other people's, but... I mean, I'm, I'm not asking you about people. your conversion. You, well, I'm you saying you. I'm just saying if someone is saying something to you and they preface it with an insult, are you more or likely or less likely to listen to that person? Hold on. We'll continue the discussion here. 855-450-FREE. If you want to weigh in, this is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial toll-free. Join us here. The number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got Skype. You can Skype on in here at username lrn.fm. Tonight in the studio, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. We're talking about Adamo Freeman and not his most recent uh, or upcoming court case, for being arrested for marijuana. We're certainly going to continue to follow that. But this is about an article that he wrote, uh, a blog post that he wrote while he was in jail, entitled, Was I Wrong? And he's kind of looking at the the history of a demo, uh, his own history and being involved with and the creator of copblock.org uh, and kind of where he was coming from and you know maybe possibly changing his viewpoint on how to communicate effectively to the police and their their supporters so he's referring to uh his anger and hatred for the police and uh, citing some quotes from a book called the essential gandhi that he happened to find while he was in jail and he says that it brought him full circle to this viewpoint along with the help from an amazing person in his life uh, which is I, that you, Ian? I, no, I believe that's his girlfriend. <laughs> um, Funny, I thought it was too. But uh, but I have had a similar path as uh, as a demo did. I I moved to New Hampshire and was had a pretty big chip on my shoulder, uh, an axe to grind over the police, and then huh. proceeded to really. Yep, and then uh, proceeded to change that viewpoint into one of uh, perspective of peace and love and forgiveness and, and understanding. So let me go on here with what Ademo says. I'm sure the police really appreciate it too, Ian. Well, actually, yeah. Some of the cops and I get along pretty well, as a matter of fact. You don't... So. I, I, I don't think you know that. I mean, how do you know they get al- you get along well versus how do you know if you're under investigation? That well, I mean, a really I'm easy reasonably way to certain he somebody. is under investigation. I have been under investigation for sure. Um, but, you know, there's 
there's a difference between a police officer who like talks to you like a human being and then there's another you know and compare that to an officer who will ignore me and treat me like I'm a ghost. So I've had, you know, a wide range of responses from the keen police. Right, but I'm and, saying just cuz they're being pleasant doesn't yeah. mean that they're not just They could be conducting investigation for sure. And, you know, if there's if it gets further than just pleasantries, then I would be aware of something like that happening. But, you know, I've had dinner with uh Tim Peliquin in town on a couple of different occasions when I was at the uh, the Hundred Nights, which is a local homeless shelter uh, masquerade ball. We would eat together and you know have enjoyable conversation. I mean, he didn't have to treat me like that. He doesn't, you know, and I didn't have to treat him that way either. But there was a I think a mutual respect uh, between the two of us. The difference between the previous police chief and the one who just recently died. Uh, the one previous to him and the one who just uh, passed away, surprisingly, was a huge difference. Uh, the one previous to him treated me like I didn't exist, uh, like a small, like as though he were like a small child acting like I was a ghost or something like that. Very rude, very unprofessional. And the new guy, who has now passed away, unfortunately, uh, actually took the time to come up and introduce himself to me and further called me once when he had a story about a heroin uh, a bad batch of heroin that was going around town, and he asked me for help. He asked me to help uh, publicize that particular story about you know people overdosing on a particularly bad and specifically identifiable batch of heroin. And well, so right, but I'm just saying that these with him. aren't reasons to let your guard down. I didn't say anything about letting my guard down. I just talked about how treating somebody with you know like a human being and respectfully can actually you know garner some of that back and i can understand you know you should also be very careful and it's generally a bad idea to talk to the police you know especially if you are being investigated but in these circumstances i didn't feel like any sort of you know dangerous subjects were being broached uh, or anything like that so Anyway, back to uh, the story here. From- I guess I have a couple of thoughts on that. Yeah, sure. um, uh, one, it's the police's job to uh, keep their uh, enemies close. Right. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I mean, you'll find them hanging out with drug dealers yeah, and things like that. That's what they used to train them to do before they trained them to shoot cops. I mean, to shoot dogs. Right. I mean, you know, that's yeah. there. it's called an investigate. It is an investigation, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that Melanie has a, a re- okay. reasonable point. Are you I saying the police chief you. was investigating no. when he called nope. me and asked me for help publicizing a bad batch No, I think of he was taking advantage of a publication that he knew he had access to for Well, he didn't things. know he, he didn't know he had access to it. It was his first time ever asking for anything like that. Yeah, I can tell you, I couldn't get anything published in uh, Freaking. Um, <laughs> but I was willing to do it because I saw it as a shared goal of harm reduction. Okay, oh, right. I agree. But you if know. I call the New York Times with something they're interested in and say, hey, you want to publish this? And mm-hmm. they publish it. That doesn't mean they like me. It means they like my story. That's fine. As f- uh, you know, To have the police chief have enough respect for Freekeen.com, my blog site, on which you are also a blogger, uh, Melanie, to have you know that was a marked difference from the guy who was his predecessor who basically ignored me and treated me like I didn't exist. Uh, so big difference to me as far as you know how I uh, was approached. I agree with you. I think the value of uh, you know not being angry at the police lies mostly in they don't care if you're angry at them that it only harms you. Hate harms the hater. That much is true. Um, so and and I do concur that if somebody's going to listen to you that they're going to listen to you because you sound convincing not because you're you know angry and yelling and all those other things exactly well and that depends on the audience i think that 
Well, I, an angry I, message is going to reach an angry audience. I mean, that's right, why Christopher and, uh, Cantwell is very, very popular. I mean, when I, when I started listening to Tom Woods, it took me, and this is ridiculous on my part, I admit that, but it took me a good month to realize he was an anarchist. He had to actually come out and say it because I'm just like, listen to this guy for at least at least two shows every day because I was like driving a long way, a long way to work at the time. Mm-hmm. And just like for some reason didn't catch on to that until he said it because I was like, he's just really calm. He must be a minarchist. And that is bad <laughs> logic. I'm not saying that's good logic, but you're not going to have an audience full of people who are using good logic all the time. Mm-hmm. So different methods work for different people. No, I think that's true. I think that's definitely true. But what is the most effective method in general? And I would say, well, maybe a demo's onto something here. So he said that he was, when he was put in this jail, he called the corrections officers masters, uh, referred to the inmates as slaves. And he says that while that may, may ring true, it does me no good in terms of showing these officers the truth of my uh, wrongful caging or the errors of their professions. Two particular quotes from Gandhi highlighted this clearly for me, so much so that I made the first one of them into a two-page poster that now hangs in my cell, though I removed the word God and put I in its place. These quotes were taken after Gandhi was attacked by a British crowd and government agents in South Africa in the late 1800s. Quote, I hope God will give me the courage and sense to forgive them and to refrain from bringing them to law. I have no anger against them. I'm only sorry for their ignorance and their narrowness. I know that they sincerely believe what they are doing today is right and proper. I have no reason, therefore, to be angry with them. Yeah, I agree compl- with that completely. Um, you know, the vast majority of police that are out there enforcing you know, whatever laws, these vic- laws with victimless uh, crimes and these sorts of things, believe they're doing the right thing. And they've been told their whole lives that this is the right thing to do. And it thus confronting them about it is entirely different than, I don't know, um, some kind of scared straight program in prison where they yell at them and take their shoes. You know, the, hmm. the kids know that they're doing, uh, you know, doing wrong. And so the yelling at them may, may or may not be more effective. I'm not entirely sure. We will continue here with a little more from Ademo Freeman as he wrote from jail. Was he wrong? He asks in his previous viewpoint of anger and hatred toward the police. You can share your thoughts and your experience as well. If you want to weigh in here, our number 855-450-FREE, 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com recently reported Bitcoin transaction fees have increased by more than 1,200% since 2015. To many Bitcoin proponents, the current fee market is moving way too fast, making Bitcoin unusable for certain transactions. The fee market and slow confirmation times have also increased the tension concerning the block size debate. However, if there are wallets with low amounts of Bitcoin that can't cover the fees, they become virtually unspendable. Learn more at news.bitcoin.com. That's news.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up anything that you want, your perspective on communicating with the police. And uh, Ademo Freeman from copblock.org has written what I consider to be an excellent article uh, where he talks about kind of his personal evolution that he's been going through recently on how to uh, how to feel about the police, how to kind of think about them, look at look at them, uh, to communicate with them. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Melanie. And Mark. Melanie is uh, the resident 
angry at cops person on well, Free Talk I, Live? I mean, I would distinguish between angry at cops and hating cops. I am less angry at cops since. So you I've you hate them to, more than you or? I wait. mean, I I don't know if there's more and less hatred. I mean, to me, anger is a feels and hatred is a position. Hmm. I think it's a pretty good argument, okay. actually. So you're saying your anger has has lessened? Yeah, because I mean, and it's here? not in my face, and maybe that's good, maybe that's bad. I don't know. It's not in my face. I don't yeah. have to deal with it as much. Not that I was dealing with it as much as a lot of people are, anyway. But so you moved here uh, to New Hampshire from Louisiana, and you've you've detected a difference between the police in the South. And, oh yeah, it's definitely different. And is this from your own personal interactions with them, or just seeing less of them on the streets? Like, what is the the difference? What's the palpable uh, things that you have noticed? I haven't really had too many interactions with them, um, and when I have, it was. I don't want to say my fault, but I wasn't avoiding them. Um, I haven't been victimized by them per se since I've been up here. I do see way less of them. Um, And when Mm -hmm. I do see them, like, they kind of... And I understand that I'm like an educated white woman, so maybe different people have different experiences. But from what I can tell, at least, they don't, like... They're, they're more lawful evil, I guess, than chaotic evil. Um, they don't seem to, from what I can tell, distinguish between groups of people that they like. And I'm sure that they do to some extent, but it's not as blatant. Maybe it's just not as blatant. I don't know. But, you know, I've seen every model car pulled over on the side of the road, not just your older, more broken looking cars. Mm-hmm. They... I haven't seen them. I haven't seen them harass people at random. I have seen them harass people. Most of the time, it was people who were kind of planning for it. Not that they deserved it, but kind of knew that that was going to happen um, for for the most part. Um, there is a difference uh, between the, the police up here and my experience down south. I remember going back down to Florida after living here for six years uh, in New Hampshire and just being struck and how many cops there were everywhere. And I doubt, you know, maybe there are a lot more over that six-year time frame, but I suspect it was always like that. It's just that I, I grew up there, so I, I didn't really, you know, I didn't really realize how much of a presence they had. When I finally saw that, it was when I'd lived here for six years and then went back down there. It was like every intersection, I swear to you, I looked over and there was a cop. Oh, at least one. And yeah. I mean, it's noticeably different. And it's not like I was, you know, taking stats when I was down there, but it is noticeably different. Right. There were so many less up here. Here, it's not, it's not uncommon. I, I would say it is typical to be able to drive from Keene, New Hampshire, in the southwestern corner of the state, to Concord, as we're going to do tomorrow to testify on a Bitcoin bill, uh, to drive to Concord and see zero uh, police officers on the drive there. You might be more likely to see them in Concord and in Keene, so like in the metro Yeah, I was going to say area. that, as I don't really notice uh, what you're talking about as a lack of police. I find them, I see them just about every day that I go to Keene, too. Um, yeah, but you're talking go. about when you see them in Keene. I'm saying on the road between right. here yes, and Concord. I, I'm willing to uh, concede that. Look, yeah. I've never, um, you know, my, my interactions with the police have generally not been terrible, and that's 
pretty funny thing to say for a guy who's been in prison. Um, I mean, I've had worse and better ones, and oftentimes I've felt like they haven't served. And recently, when I've called them uh, to deal with a, a crazy caller, um, mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, they haven't done anything. So I really haven't felt like I've been served in that well, way. Well, as but we know, they have no obligation to protect you. If I had a hate for anyone, and that's, I guess that's the position as opposed to the, the feeling, um, is that uh, it would be government generally. Now, I will agree with you that uh, the, the police are the, you know, the tip of the spear when it comes to, to the government. But, uh, you know, I mean, most of them are just low-level functionaries trying to do their jobs. Well, right, but if you had to pick between them and their victims, which is what hate is about and which is not what anger is about, then... If you're picking, if you're choosing the victims over them, then you're like, the reason I want bad things to happen to cops is so that they quit oppressing people. Because once you're dead, you can't oppress people anymore. Once you're (laughs) locked in a cage, if you're by yourself, you can't oppress people anymore. If you're, you know, if you're, um... Mostly the people that uh, the cops are uh, bothering, I, you know, the thing is, is I don't have a high estimation of humanity generally. Um, so therefore, I don't have a high, particularly high estimation of cops, but I don't have a high estimation of their victims either. A lot of the people who are, with whom the police are dealing were driving uh, recklessly, by my estimation. They are, um, you know, uh, careless. Um, they, you know, just a whole bunch of things that got them caught in the first place. And, uh, you know, cry me a river. I got better things to do than worry well, about and them. up here, that might be true for a good part of it, but that's not true everywhere. All right. Well, okay, but back to what you were saying, Melanie, as far as, like, you want to see the cops dead or in a cage. Um, and I, you know, I understand where you're coming from, but ultimately what we've seen is when the, there have been times when cops have been killed um, and that has resulted in more cops being recruited into those jobs. Right, and but we've more never likely, seen it happen on a sustained basis. And hey, if my options are convert all the cops or kill all the cops, I'd rather convert them. Okay. But as long as that's not on the table, if the options are, and this isn't really an option because there's no practical way to do this that I'm aware of at the time, if the options are I can get rid of the oppressor or I can watch the victims keep being oppressed... I have to side with the victims, and that doesn't even have. I'm not saying that you know wouldn't necessarily feel good, but that's really not about emotions. That's about I have two groups of people. One of them's committing an action. One of them's a victim, and I have to pick between the two. Mm-hmm. If I had the button, and I you know I could no button. Um, you're just at war, is what you are, and uh, they don't know that necessarily you're at war with them. Uh, but that's but they're that's, listening. They know that's the state at which you exi- are existing. You're you're like, um, and I don't feel that way. I'm not at war. I'm um, you know attempting to spread the ideas of liberty to mm-hmm. police, government bureaucrats, and the public at large, in the hopes that we can have a world one day, hopefully tomorrow, but unlikely, um, where there is more freedom and more prosperity for everybody and i you know so the the lack of police tomorrow isn't going to make for a better america okay the the dumb the the dumb butts that they're pulling over on the side of the road are going to be just as stupid tomorrow we need education and responsibility before you get rid of monopoly i'm on the radio and writing online and not shooting cops (laughs) thank goodness but, I mean, and even even in kind of communication education, 
you could say, and I, I don't think you said this, but you can say, and some people do say this, that you, you're just going to try to reach everybody, and you kind that that's kind of not an option. Yeah, different people are responding to different different people will respond to different things. So if you pick one one format, people who are going to not respond to that format are going to respond to something else or not respond at all. Yeah, what and you put out there is what you attract. Like mutually, right? And a lot of styles are mutually att- mutually exclusive. Right. You can so, have the hate-filled screed or you can have the uh you know the 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 convincing dialogue, but you can't have both. A hate-filled Well, no, you could and- you could have hate-filled logic. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's been done. Well, what you're what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, where you're coming from is going to attract a certain type of person. Right. Right. And uh, and that's definitely true. What you put out there in the world is what you will attract to yourself. And so that's why somebody like Chris Cantwell puts out a bunch of hate and he attracts some very hate-filled people around him. Uh, the toll-free right, numbers- but hate-filled people can convert and be they can. good anarchists. They can. Uh, the toll-free number here, 855-453, but they shouldn't stay in a place of hate because it's not good for Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll free. Join us right here. Our number 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And you may Skype in here at username lrn.fm. Tonight in studio, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. Uh, We're talking about anger and hatred and the police and activists and you know where people are coming from and uh, the possibility to change one's perspective as Adamo Freeman sounds like he has done uh, as he had sat in a jail cell for several weeks earlier uh, this year. Not, he just got out probably like a week or two ago. And uh, he wrote an article entitled, Was I Wrong? And we're going to get back into that coming up here in moments. Your thoughts, your calls are certainly welcome. And how would you like to try out what might be the best pillow you'll ever use? Nearly risk-free. You can do it for 60 days with my pillow. You go to MyPillow.com. And use code FTL, you'll get your MyPillow at half price. It's a great pillow because it's designed to fit to the shape of your body and hold your neck in the proper position. And it really works at that. Plus, it's also washable. You can put it in your washer and the dryer. It's designed for that. It's an amazing product, and you can try it for yourself. Get half off by using code FTL, like Free Talk Live. Code FTL at MyPillow.com. You get one for half off or two for the price of one. It is up to you. And if for some reason you decide you don't like it, you can send it back within that first 60 days, and you'll get your purchase price refunded to you. Plus, if you keep it, as we've done, uh, the pillow is guaranteed to last for 10 years. So my pillow really stands behind their product. It's always nice to, uh, you know, when a business really puts you know, their money where their mouth is, so to speak here. Uh, MyPillow.com, code FTL for half out. It's uh, a great pillow. There's, there's no doubt about it. All right. So you can join us here at 855-450-FREE. A little bit more here from Adamo Freeman over at CopBlock.org. He's quoting some Gandhi uh, and I'm just going to read this uh, this most recent quote here. He's got two that he's sharing from Gandhi uh, after he was attacked, Gandhi was, by a British crowd and government agents in South Africa in the late 1800s. He wrote, quote, I hope God will give me the courage and sense to forgive them and to refrain from bringing them to law. I have no anger against them. I'm only sorry for their ignorance and their narrowness. I know that they sincerely believe what they are doing today is right and proper. I have no reason, therefore, to be angry with them. Well, I mean, there's always a reason to be angry. I mean, anybody who is angry 
will always have all kinds of justifications for their anger. Uh, so it's easy to justify that particular emotion. But I agree with Gandhi here that it is more productive for you to pity that person. So sort of on the scale of emotions going from anger to love or from hatred uh, you know, to love, whichever way you want to look at that, uh, pity is a step up from, from anger. Well, I think the most productive thing for you would be to not have any feelings for them at all one Whatsoever. way or the other. And just because not having feelings or even having pity for them is more productive for you doesn't mean that's where you're at. And going and finding someone who's being extremely victimized by the cops at the time, even that like literally that second, but generally in their day-to-day life, and telling them that it's more productive for them to be happy and go meditate <laughs> is kind of asinine. Like that's not, unless you're going to show them how to do that and take them through that process, and I don't think that any of us have degrees in clinical psychology, then that's, you're you're not helping you're just kind of making smart comments no i agree with you uh, you can't take you can't lead a horse to water and you know force him to drink right oh, you- i'm gonna go ahead and say that uh, meditating when you have some kind of issue that's bothering you is a good idea it's a good idea but what she's saying right, is you, you can't force that on somebody well, and i'm not yeah. even saying you can't, can't force, force that on somebody i'm right. saying unless you're going to actually show them how to do it taking someone who has little coping skills and is victimized on a daily basis or a almost weekly basis or whatever. But you could be willing to show them. telling them to meditate without actually... Yeah, that's not helpful. I agree with you. You, you could be willing to show somebody, but most of the time someone in that position isn't even interested in hearing it. They're not interested in learning meditation. They're not interested in hearing anything about being more positive or you know loving or pitying somebody. They're not, they're not they, even receptive to that. And they might not understand that. why that's a productive thing to do. And that might just be where they're at. And... Maybe that's not the most optimal place for them to be at, but if I have somebody who's at a place that's suboptimal and I have the person who's, you know, making death threats against credible death threats in person against them on a weekly basis, and I go to the person who's being, you know, maybe not as happy as they should and start telling them what they should do different, like I think most people can understand why that doesn't make you come off as even if that is your goal, doesn't necessarily make you come off as wanting to help that person mm-hmm. because you're kind of focusing. Yeah. You have to be able to meet somebody where they are. Um, and if somebody's in a place of, of anger and you're you know coming at uh, the police from a for, you know, place of forgiveness and love, that is not going to work. You're not going to be able to communicate effectively no, gonna, yeah, to that angry person. Which you're is not- why, I th- which, you know, in those Types of media, I think, are valuable to people who need that. And the we hate cops and this is why types of media are valuable. And I mean, he said shock value. It's not necessarily shock value. I mean, I wasn't looking for libertarian philosophy when I found libertarian philosophy. I was looking for someone to hate on cops with. Mm, mm -hmm. And most of the, you know, you have the places are just like, yeah, we hate cops. Why? Because like, okay, that's whatever. But, you know, if. You're going to have the philosophy along with it. As most of the time you'll see from copblock.org. They're, right. They're generally are libertarians who are running that organization um, at the, the higher levels. Yeah, and it's, it's not the only method, but it is a method, and it does reach some people. And, I mean, I, I admit to probably taking this a little bit more personally than I really should. I don't think I ever would have converted without the, you know, F the police type messages out there. Well, those messages aren't going to go away. Um, and, and so I see what you're saying, and I agree with you. 
these different right. types of messaging reach different groups of people. Well, my argument for the more calm and uh, you know reasoned or reasoned isn't the right terminology. Uh, the more calmed and convincing uh, sort of message is that a it's more effective on a larger group of people, and b it doesn't destroy the uh, the preacher of that message from the inside. All right, well, let's continue with your calls and thoughts. We got hung like Jesus. He's on the line via Skype. Go ahead, hung. You're calling from Georgia. Um, hey, everybody. Oh, hang on. I got uh, some sort of news feed going on in the background. Okay, we got you now. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you know, why people continue to um, quote Gandhi or look up to Gandhi for any other reason is something I just have never understood. Gandhi was a huge anti-black racist. Was, was he? Uh, highly, document, highly, document, highly documented, and I still understand why people still... Um, quote him well nobody's anyway. perfect um i mean there's definitely i i know well, that's I do, your response to racism nobody's perfect i do understand <laughs> no I, excellent, no my response to racism is that racism is not a, not a, acceptable that's why we kicked chris cantwell off this show um but as far as you know somebody who has a viewpoint that does not 100 percent agree with me doesn't mean that they haven't said useful wise things well, I mean, you know, I, right but i, I mean would you be quoting hitler i'm sorry you guys are both talking over one another what was that hung i i, I couldn't make it past the racist part so whatever you said after that would just escape me so right it, i mean so would you matter. would you be on here quoting hitler because he said some good things or would you say no that was a racist pos let me not quote him okay. let's just say that hitler has a whole lot worse uh you know public persona as far you know compared to gandhi most i don't think most people are aware that gandhi was racist uh that's it's something i didn't find out until like the la- you know 5 years ago basically and yeah, it looks like it's been whitewashed, but that's uh, that's the case. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, Hung. Um, I would say that if I had to rebut it, and uh, it's difficult to, to rebut, but I would say that if I had to, that Martin Luther King Jr. used Gandhi's philosophy to create his own very successful philosophy. Um, and you know, not only have I read that, but I actually spoke with his roommate from Boston College um, and said that that was so. So I mean, well, you know, that's the best re- rebuttal I got. Well, uh, that's in question as well. And another one is Abraham Lincoln. Why anybody, why Obama is, idolizes him is, is, is also beyond me. But anyway, what I called for is, um, you know, uh, sometimes, sometimes there's work you have to be built for. It. And, and by that, I mean, some people are, can, you know, they can go through, they can take it through the long haul and some people can't. Until you're tested, you really don't know what you're made out of. And and you know and if I'm speaking out of turn, please let me know because I didn't hear the first part of the um, the first part of the show. I just came in when I heard Gandhi, so I don't. And I'm not, and I was trying to read the article that uh, Ademo um, had written, but I hadn't got a chance to. But uh, when you're tested, that really shows the person. Mm-hmm. You know, that really that really that's going to really show who who's gonna who's gonna be in it for the long haul. Like I said, everybody's not built for it. And like I said, until you're tested. You'll never know. No, I agree with that. When yeah, 100%. It's one, yeah, it's one thing to say one thing about you know love and forgiveness. It's another thing to be you know to have that pressure put on in an instant and you know see how you actually respond. No doubt about it. You know, it's certain things that I can't do. I can't do public protest because I'm not built for it. Yeah, so I don't. Me either. Because you'll get too angry? Yeah, mm-hmm. I get so angry. Oh, yeah. I, I've, I've wanted, I remember an instance where Ian and I were at an event and a friend got arrested and I wanted to punch somebody. And I realized... And that would not have helped the situation. It wouldn't have yeah. all at all. Yeah. Uh, hey, Hung, if you got more to say, stand by. We can bring you back for that. If not, thank you for the call. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us as well at 855-450-FREE. 
This is Free Talk Live, Hour 2 on the way. There are lots of ways to listen to Free Talk Live. Our podcast has been around since podcasts began, and now the FTL feed is loaded with content besides our full show archives. Did you know that we make it easy for you to customize your podcast subscriptions? We have different feeds, one that includes only our full shows, one with just the Daily Digest, and one with just the Edgington Post. You decide what you listen to. It's quick and easy to customize your feeds at feeds.freetalklive.com. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free and join us right here as we launch into the second hour of the program to bring you up to speed we have been sharing a piece from copblock.org founder Ademo Freeman about a bit of a personal journey that he has found himself on since being arrested most recently uh, in Warren County, Ohio. Uh, that is where he was arrested for uh, transporting, allegedly, 26 pounds of marijuana and is facing felony charges for that. While he was in jail, he kind of had, uh, I guess, an enlightening experience, picked up a book with some Gandhi quotes in it, and it really resonated with him, given that he had also met, I believe, a lady friend who was sort of coming at things from a similar peaceful perspective. With you in the studio here tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. So we've been talking about uh, moving from hatred and anger for the oppressor to pitying them, uh, forgiveness, you know, actually, you know, coming at things from a completely different perspective, as Gandhi points out here, he says that he uh, yes, after this was right after he was attacked by a crowd of people and government agents in South Africa. He says, I hope God will give me the courage and sense to forgive them and refrain from bringing them to law, which is something you hear a lot uh, in the, the liberty community is they want to punish the cops and the politicians and, you know, put them in prison cells or put them to death. And I just feel like, you know, these are our confused brothers and sisters and they're doing the wrong thing and they should be given a chance, you know, to do the right thing on their own own volition and be you know, we should we should be willing to forgive these these folks, even though right, many of them if they have stop done... oppressing people. I have no problem with cops who are people who used to be cops or NSA agents or any of the things that some people used to be, and they stop doing it. So you don't want to see them get put to death for the, the terrible things they've done in the past or you know, have to spend time in prison? No, I mean, it's kind of a waste of time and okay. counterproductive at that point. Now, I've also never been a victim of anything particularly heinous, so that's really not up to me, but... Yeah, there, I don't see a point in... And I mean, I understand that's really easy for me to say, right? But that's... I don't see a point in doing that, at least from a strategic standpoint, and especially since there's people who are actively aggressing. If we have people who stopped, you know, I'll treat it as, as long as as long as once I've established that they're not like still undercover or anything like that, I'm not mm-hmm. going to treat them differently than anybody else. As long as they're not glorifying their past behavior, you know, because retiring is different than converting. <laughs> so I'm not sure that I agree with that. Um, there are plenty of people i've met in the military that uh, finished up their you know 20 year stint so that they could get their pension or whatever uh even if they had come to the ideas of liberty uh, you know so i can see why somebody would choose to take the path of least resistance to retirement uh but well, again, right no but i'm saying if you have if, I, if i'm dealing with somebody who is retired rather than if i'm dealing with a former cop rather than an ex-cop 
So if you were a cop for 30 years and then retired and are still glorifying cops and defending that behavior. Right. Or are you sorry right. for what you did? Those are two different things. Those are two different people, so like, and I'm going to treat them differently. So like Barry Cooper, who is a former cop that is, you know, has now joined the side of good and is advocating to help keep people out of prison. Uh, he created NeverGetBusted.com and has, you know, been doing amazing work. Right, and I mean, people are allowed to repent. Like, I'm not like, oh, you did a, what, a bad thing. I mean, in that, I mean, none of us would be. I mean, myself included. You know, least I've, of all me. I've, I supported statism for so many years, which pretty much means I've killed people. Like, you're allowed to repent. But if How you're does still supporting doing state, it, statism, mean you've killed people because the state kills people yeah, but, so you're saying by proxy in that you advocated and for, i mean i've advocated specifically for in the past things like the drug war and the war on terror and all these other literal wars so you feel responsible die. For so it. i'm not any less guilty than somebody you know like adam kokesh who's actually pulled the trigger but if you repent and stop doing it especially if you work against it which i don't know is really a requirement per se but it's nice yeah, it, yeah it's you know makes you feel better maybe but yeah, th- th- there's no reason to go after somebody like that. Okay. I'm glad to hear you say that. Hung Like Jesus is still with us here on from Georgia on Skype. Now, Hung, you had talked about how you can't go to protests. You can't you can't get out in the streets with let's say coplock.org because you just get too hot and bothered. Can you tell us about maybe some experience you've had there? Um, you know, I've had a It's been a while now since I've had an experience with the public protest. But um, just the um, lead ups to it and maybe post protests when I'm involved, you know, I just know I can't. And it's nothing specific I can tell you specifically mm-hmm. that I can tell you. Um, just I know I'm, I'm an emotional person. I always I've always been an emotional person. I'm always taking things emotionally. So I can't separate the two because it's a part of me. And um, and with that, you know the anger comes and the extreme anger comes and I just don't like the state and I don't like cops and you know, I just can't hide that. But, mm-hmm. um, I've always, I've always admired people who, who, who were pacifists and who could, who could look the other way or turn the other cheek. Not that I want to be that, but I've always, I've always looked up to him. Even, um, you in, and and in, in some years now I've been, um, I've looked up to you because you're able to do it. You're able to, to, um, come at people, a whole lot different than how I could have. It took practice, though. I mean, I, I was pretty angry in the beginning, and I have just, a hard time imagining that. I'm sorry. Uh, imagining me being angry. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And I, mean, I believe you. It just is such a weird concept to me. Uh, yeah, like I'm the angry one now. Yeah. It didn't used to be that way. <laughs> Uh, see, as I get older, my patience is getting thinner. Indeed, I, right? Like the world's full of morons. Why in the world do I waste my time on them? Well, for me, it was actually getting out in the streets that helped change that for me. Um, you know, because it's easy to get angry when you are, you know, just seeing all the bad news and the cops killing dogs and you know all kinds of terrible headlines and stories and video. And it's another thing entirely when you're actually out there and you still see bad things happening. You know, people uh, frequently in the college neighborhoods being harassed. Uh, by the police, arrested for you know underage possession and things like that. Uh, but uh, you know when you actually when I was able to actually connect with the police officers themselves as human beings, it kind of helped b- break down a wall, uh, so to speak. And combining that with some uh, psychedelic uh, journeys, uh, I guess you could say that uh, that kind of helped me come to the understanding that love was far more powerful and 
uh, much more desirable thing to to focus on. But it did it did take a deliberate effort on my part uh, to be like that. And I think one of the the times that I like to point to the bet or the you know I want to think the the best examples of how I kind of handled this in real life in a, in a you know in the streets was when the Fat Stuff store got raided back in, I think it was 2014 here in Keene. It's, uh, it was. It's no longer here. They moved out to Vermont. But uh, the, the store was a head shop on Main Street in Keene. And the DEA conducted a simultaneous raid of about 200 different head shops and other, uh, you know, like bong manufacturers and things like that on one day, basically. They just all across the country... Uh, zeroed in on these businesses and one of their targets was was uh fat stuff on main street here in Keene. and unlike the other 200 or so raids uh, that happened across the country we got all kinds of footage and uh you know we were there on the scene for this thing as it was going down we caught wind that it was happening me and garrett ian uh who was one of the other robin hooders and activists in the area at the time we spent four solid hours down there, you know, recording video and giving those DEA agents the worst time that they probably will ever uh, experience in their careers as far as, you know, conducting a raid. Made them not want to come to back to New Hampshire. That was my intention. I was not uh, that I was not kind to uh, to those people. We were giving it to them pretty hard, you know, letting them know they were not wanted around here. And this is from the, coming from the person who was being nice to the cops as they were armed robbing him. Right, but, but what I wanted to say was that it was the way I treated the Keene police, who were assisting by they were like guarding the front door, basically. They weren't carting out any of the product from the store, but okay, they were but assisting. No, the guy who holds the door open in agreement with with the people taking your TV, not not the TV in this case, but people taking stuff out of your house. They are also committing armed. Robbery. I agree with you, but the way I handled the Keene police was different than the way I handled the DEA agents. I didn't want the DEA agents. You know, these are not my neighbors. These are you know an armed gang that has come in from outside. I don't care about you know talking nice to them or converting them. But when I was talking with the Keene police, it was much more of like a kind shaming is sort of the demeanor that I put on. Like tisk tisk. Local from from federal to me, cop is a cop. But listen, um, yeah, but there's some of them are my neighbors, and then some of them are total strangers from Washington D.C. I want to hear what he has to say. Hold yeah, on, hang hold on, on. Uh, we'll bring you back one more time here. Uh, more with Hung Like Jesus in moments. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You may join us here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We do have Skype, and you can Skype into the show here at username lrn.fm. Also, I do want to let you know that Bitcoin.com is the most unique online destination in the Bitcoin universe. If you're buying Bitcoin, you can do that through Bitcoin.com. If you want to speak your mind to other Bitcoin users, the Bitcoin.com forum is always open and censorship-free at forum.bitcoin.com. There are no bigger Bitcoin believers than the Bitcoin.com team. And that's why this site is a one-stop shop for everything that you need to get into Bitcoin life. You can also play games over at games.bitcoin.com. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. With you tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. And we're back with Hung Like Jesus. He's on the line in Georgia on via Skype. Hung, we uh, were running out to uh, the break there as you were trying to get a thought out. So please go ahead. 
Um, I, like I was saying, I was just saying I can't separate cops. To me, you know, a cop is, is just a cop, no matter where they live or what uniform they wear. But anyway, um, to give you some background on that, is uh, both my parents, um, when I was growing up, both were uh, heavily into um, into uh, activism. And my father was actually a Black Panther. And our house was kind of like a hub where they would... Uh, um, where they, do, they would do flyers, and of course they would have uh, meals there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen what cops do. You know, I've seen them come in and just harass. And I got this from when I was really young. I mean, even before I was in school, even I saw how cops treated uh, people, black people in, in particular. And you know, and that and that that just stayed with me. And I see it now every time that I see a cop. You know, they're just a holes to me, cops. No matter how nice they may be, no matter what they're saying to me now. I know what they really feel, or at least I think I know what they really feel. So I just and, and well, like I said, if they didn't really feel it, they wouldn't have joined that particular gang. I mean, well, you know, some people some people become cops because they actually want to stop you know real crime. And from, if that's what, from all they do, they don't, don't stay cops for, for long. Even if that's true, they don't stay cops for long if that's all they do. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. Like, how, cop, how do you I grow up in America it. and not know what a cop is? Like, yeah. that's the part that doesn't make sense. Well. What, um, let me ask you this. I mean, you know, one's reasonably certain that the black guys that, uh, that become cops aren't looking to, uh, to, uh, harass their, their friends and neighbors, right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. But you know, I met some people. Hold on. This, let him answer. <laughs> this, um, this, uh, mythical good cop is something I have never come across because, uh, you know, how is it you have good cops but they keep their mouths closed when the bad cops do what they do? I mean, you may hear some speak out every once in a while, but not nearly oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. There's definitely uh, – there's a lot to be desired when it comes to the police. There's no doubt about that. And the people who I went to law school with who either were cops or were trying to become prosecutors were not there because they thought that cops were all- – well, I mean, I guess they didn't think that cops were awesome people, but it wasn't because they had any deluded ideas about what a cop was. It was because they wanted to clean up where they came from, and they didn't really care who they hurt in the process. So, yeah, there's you would have to be schizophrenic to grow up in the States and not know what a cop is. I mean, that is pretty basic. It's a basic right. survival skill to where, to the point where if you don't know it well enough, you're going to die. And also, also notice about police. Police, their uh, origins is in slave catching, too. So Yes, that's know. true. Yeah, yeah for people no who don't believe that, they can. Uh, I believe it's the University of Eastern Kentucky. They can look at the uh, the uh, white paper on that. Hung like Jesus. Thanks for the call and yes, your sir. thoughts tonight, man. I, I appreciate hearing from you and the toll free number. If you want to join us here, is eight fifty five four fifty free. That's eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Look, uh, you know, I I get all of that. I I think those. I, I'm with you on a lot of the critique. I totally understand. Um, but on the other hand, having actually, you know, I've gone on a police ride along with uh, Shane Maxfield here in Keene. And for me, that was one of those experiences which helped change my perspective. Right. And I'm not saying that a cop can't pretend to be human. Long- I mean, they are <laughs> genetically human, but they can't, you know, act like a human long enough to convince a couple people that they're really good people. But they also stand in the jail in St. Tammany and threaten a three year old or a one year old with one or two year old with life imprisonment because they felt like it. So 
these that's what they are well, that's what they to do to say but but wait you're you're falling into the collectivist trap here to say that because some cop in no, the jail in St. Tammany that you join and okay. you join that organization but that, that doesn't, has set goals but that doesn't mean that all cops are cut from the exact same cloth that you know somebody who's right. threatening a child in St. Tammany jail somebody doesn't mean that every cop would do that same thing somebody whose pants wear um, hang around their butt did x therefore everyone whose pants hang around their butt must no, be somebody who joined the cops or the crips or the bloods or the fbi as a member of that organization which is an action that you take it's not a, a... wearing your pants around your butt is an action but that what you if take. you believe that else. wait what if you believe that you were going to change the system from the inside <laughs> i mean it's unbelievable then you would have got fired really quick and a couple <laughs> and there are people who do that and i think those people are insane but they either get disappeared or fired very quickly Uh, Toll free number here, 855-450-FREE. Let's go to, what's the frequency, Kenneth? I think he's in Colorado. Are you in Colorado? That's correct. All right. Been a long time. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, it has. I've got a kind of a nuanced view of flat earthers. Oh, man. And I hope I'm not the first one to call on it today. I'm sorry. You are. You are. All right, let's hear it. Um, Well, first of all, a little bit of background. I am an engineer. I did work for rocket scientists. I think you probably could guess what my view is just from having said that. So you're part of the conspiracy is what you're saying. <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> I've also, I also learned how to use a sextant. I know where the stars are, at least I used to. I, I know how the sun and the moon work. I know why, why satellites stay in space and so on and so forth. But I just wanted to, to start with that. For listeners that don't know, maybe you're just tuning in. We've been uh, we've had an influx of these flat earthers calling in, and it's been absolutely ridiculous. Go. That's the best summary I can give you. Go ahead uh, with your thoughts there. Okay. What what I want to say about about flat earthers is, is I think they're a combination of a obviously really stupid people and b sophisticated trolls. Mm-hmm. And I think what they tend to do, you know, the the typical debates between science and religion, uh, some of the more nuanced views of science and religion will be that they're both based on faith. You got to have faith in somebody or something, or you don't know anything. And of course, you can experience things for yourselves, and that's real science, folks. Um, But um, what I want to say is that these people... I think the really sophisticated ones have caught on to that. And I think they're demonstrating that the vast majority of us take what we understand as scientific principles on faith. And we can't argue our way out of a paper bag. I can. Well, yeah, that's not really the same thing because some things you have evidence of and some things you don't. This well, doesn't work because I believe that real hard. She's holding a most phone up. Most people don't actually have that evidence. They've been told by people that they believe have experienced this, that, and the other thing. There are some basic things, obviously. You can watch uh, the old, what was it, Archimedes or somebody said he knew the world was round because he could see the the sails on the horizon after the, the hull of the boat was gone and so on and so forth. There is some reasoning that everybody can use. But if you get into the, the nitty-gritty, it require, almost all science requires some faith. And I think that's really what the trolls are If it requires faith, for. then it's not science. No, no, science that's is a method of Hold that thought. Yeah, no. Let's get yeah, let's, back let's, into this here. Yeah. If you can stick with us, what's the frequency, Kenneth? We will return with more of you. 855-450-FREE if you want to join us on Free Talk Live. 
A funny thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Modern advertisers have been trained to look for trackability in their advertising, and web search ads are great for that. They also help you get the consumer that's looking for products like yours in the moment. But they're expensive, and they do nothing to convince people to try your product segment in the first place. They help you get a bigger piece of the pie. But branding mediums like radio grow the pie itself. Free Talk Live's on more than 150 stations, and we can help advertisers with little budgets and big ones. Send me an email, mark at freetalklive.com. It's mark at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial on in toll-free. Join us right here. Our number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight in studio, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. We've got Skype. You can Skype into the show here at username lrn.fm. And I also want to let you know about how to save big time on web hosting. Now, you can get 50, 50% off by using uh, the URL hostgator.com slash FTL. That's slash FTL, like Free Talk Live. That gets you the 50% off deal from one of the top hosting companies out there, HostGator. They make it super easy, by the way. So if one of the reasons you've not started your own website or blog is because you think it might be too complicated. Well, they've got a simple one-click easy installation for WordPress, 24-7 over the phone or live chat tech support, and a very intuitive and user-friendly control panel that puts the power of creation and the simplicity of use into your hands. You add to that a 99.99% uptime rating, and you get a heck of a deal for 50% off by going to HostGator.com slash FTL. That's just for you as a Free Talk Live listener. HostGator.com slash FTL, like Free Talk Live. As we go back to What's the Frequency, Kenneth? He's talking about science uh, in the sort of the context of these trolls slash true believers of the flat earth which have been calling in uh, last night. It was like a uh, an onslaught of them. It was obviously a concerted calling attempt on their part. Anyway, go ahead with what you were saying, Kenneth. Well, the major thesis I wanted to bring to the table was the idea that most of us believe what most of what we believe based on faith, even if it was generated using science. And this can actually be depicted by all these people who know what they know simply because somebody told them and science says so. Okay, and I, well, that, that I think is a little bit more accurate, although I don't think it's entirely accurate because you have evidence of things that science says. When I turn on electronics, they work. When I true. drive my car, it works. So I have evidence that's, of that. Whereas, yeah, but God created the uh, the the beasts in the air and the uh, birds of the uh, beasts of the, uh, the land and the uh, you know the birds of the air and there's uh, beasts and birds. So there's evidence. That's at not evidence of the statements. At some point, you believe that the technologists and the scientists they work with are being honest about how the stuff that they give you works. Mm -hmm. Most people are not engineers, and they're not scientists, and they can demonstrate their extreme ignorance. I hear Mark ask him questions that baffle them every time they call in since Mark's been on, and he demonstrates that. I think Mark gets the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah, well, He's I can, the one I can that make it very clear. So influence um, on my religious views. Actually. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. So I think that I can demonstrate, um, for instance, the Big Bang Theory. At this point, that's generally what's accepted as the creation of the, uh, the universe. All matter, um, you know, Big Bang Theory states, all matter was contained in a space <laughs> the size right. of a softball. 
Okay, it's preposterous on its face, but it may be true. Right, it may very well be true. I'm not. I'm. I'm it, but it's yeah. it's true. Like all the all the atoms. It's a theory. In all the well, it's I mean, true that's, that it's, it's a theory. True that they're, that's what they're claiming, right? Um, all the atoms yeah. in all the well, I don't know, hundreds of billions of universes yeah. uh, that are out there containing well, the themselves is not really a theory at this point. Okay, well, uh, but Wait, the now universe, we're talking about multiverses. Yeah. Hold on, uh, I'm only he said billions of level. universes. He's, he said millions. I'm sorry, uh, galaxies. I meant to say galaxies. Okay. I'm sorry, uh, galaxies, um, and you know, billions of galaxies containing hundreds of billions of stars. All that matter was contained in an area the size of a softball, which was probably really, really hot and really, really dense. Right, just like they say in the Big Bang Theory's opening song. That is the theory as it is presented to me. Now, I can't test that. I don't have the time or energy mm-hmm. to become an astrophysicist to ever really hunt it down, come up with another theory or any of those other things. I have to take on faith from the scientists who have uh, you know, purported this theory and done the work because uh, I'm not going to spend much time on it. I'm going to have to take on faith what they say. They believe very thoroughly and I can choose to believe it or not believe it. And that well, makes those, them hold on. That makes them the new high priests. That's a false dichotomy. And I don't know why you would affirmatively believe something that you can't even understand and definitely have no evidence of. I'm not saying there's no evidence of it. I'm saying that I don't think anyone in this room has evidence of the Big Bang. Because Virtually I can say- everybody believes these things on faith, Melanie. Okay, well, if Virtually that's what they're doing, then... what they believe on faith. Okay, they don't that have might be true, but then that just means they're wrong. Most of what they believe. No, what, I, what I'm they saying could be right. is people are calling other people stupid about things that they don't really know. Uh, what was it, that, that movie that was it the movie where they went after the aliens that got loose? Uh, Men in Black, where they said uh, all the things you know today that aren't true and all the things you don't know today that you'll find out are true tomorrow. Well, that's where we are. That's where science is. And there's so many of us that are not on the cutting edge of any particular area of science. It's ridiculous for us to believe we know what science isn't even sure about, really, and well, finds itself wrong about all the time. Right, that is ridiculous, which is why you should believe something more like, this is the best explanation science has, so I guess it makes some kind of sense, but I can't say it's true because I don't know enough about particle physics to have an opinion on the details of the Big Bang versus this is 100% true because this is the most recent explanation science has come up with. Those are two different things. You should take everything with a grain of salt, including the latest science. Sure, I, I get you there. I mean, especially when it comes to whatever's on the cutting edge or theories. Yeah, but the, we're not talking the, about the a, round Earth isn't exactly yeah, the, cutting the, edge. The, right, the spherical, Newton the spherical right Earth is not. Here. You know, that's you know, we don't have to question that because people I, have seen it. Isaac Newton was right for three hundred years about gravity and the way the universe works. Until he was subtly wrong. Yep, subtly wrong. Yep. Well, if he was, if he was wrong, then he for, was wrong the whole time. And, and, and same thing goes for Einstein. Until he was shown with quantum mechanics that he was subtly wrong. Right. I agree with you. That the process okay. of science so, is so to take what is you know commonly is, believed and poke holes in it and find what's wrong with it. I mean, that's part of the whole scientific well, uh, and the other method. Thing about, like science doesn't make declarations. So if people are believing what they take as a declaration, that's I mean, that's not even science. Science is a beautiful method that tells us very well what we got a really good idea that we know, a really good idea, because we've seen it. We've tried to disprove it. We've proven a hypothesis or disproven it. But if we haven't been the ones who did it, 
we don't really know. Yeah, that's true, which is why, you know, you do have to take people's word for it unless you yourself have actually seen the curvature of the earth. And it's not that hard to do that. Right. Like you well, go up in an airplane. Bit of it. Huh? Yeah, that's that's just a little piece of it. Right. I mean, I frankly, I'm satisfied that anybody can shine a laser at the moon if you got one and, and if you got a big enough telescope and you can see the light come back. That's pretty good for me. Mm hmm. Meaning that it, it – how does that prove that the moon is round in particular, though? Well, that doesn't prove it's round. Okay, no, no, no that, that, that proves that they put the reflector there. Oh, I see. The reflector is that, – that means they went to it. I suppose you could take the laser and if you could measure the, the distance the laser goes, then you could see that – you know, like the, just pop it in a few different places and see that it appears to be at least you half round if you I can't prove that it's round. I believe they've proven that the – that the moon, how much the distance from the Earth, it varies based on using that that reflector. Okay. Very good. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. What's the frequency, Kenneth? I appreciate the discussion. You know, And we've touched on this before. I think, Mark, you'd made this his general point, and that is that most of what we believe about science comes from so-called experts, mm -hmm. and we have taken those experts at their word. And frequently, of course, a lot of that stuff is proven not to be true as uh, as time goes on thanks to the scientific process. But these people have been calling about the flat Earth. They have a hypothesis. They have a theory, but they don't have any evidence. They're just like, oh, yeah, I believe that beyond Antarctica, there's a whole lot of land out there. Infinite land was yeah. the claim. Uh, <laughs> so, which is fascinating to me. Does that mean we have infinite land down, or does it, does it in fact float around on the back of a turtle? Right, so basically... Now, that, that, that has been postulated in the past. Yeah, so I mean... All of the evidence is the Earth is is, uh, is globular, but uh, ultimately... It's a flat, like a pancake. It's a round, like an orange. It's a flat, like a pancake. It's a round, like an orange. The toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. So the Flat Earthers don't have any evidence. They just have a bunch of conspiracy theory. And so that's why they're, you know, there's no science involved in that. It's just a conspiracy theory movement. And how many of them are real? Versus how many of them are the expert trolls that he was referring to? I don't know. That's up to you to decide. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Join us on the radio waves here. Our toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And if you want to help uh, support Free Talk Live, one of the best ways to do it and get the stuff you want to buy online is to go to shop.freetalklive.com. You're probably going to do your shopping at Amazon anyway because it's you know a great place to shop. Uh, but if you go through shop.freetalklive.com, you get the same great Amazon experience you're used to with a huge selection, the free Super Saver shipping, Amazon Prime, and all that. It's just that when you enter through our links there at shop.freetalklive.com, Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase. So if you want to give Amazon all of the profits, then just go through their regular site. If you want to help Free Talk Live, go to shop.freetalklive.com, and they'll cut us usually like 7 or 8% of pretty much everything that you'll buy there, which is awesome. Uh, so it makes a big difference for us. And there's Amazon UK, Canada, and US, so you just go into the right Amazon for you, wherever you are in the world, and it helps Free Talk Live. Start your shopping at shop. .freetalklive.com as we continue with your calls and your thoughts. Don is in Tampa, Florida, listening online. Hello, Don. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I, I know you don't want to talk about the flat earth, but I was just curious about one thing that people that believe in the flat earth would 
I just wonder what their theory is about uh, if the Earth's flat, do they believe that there's just waterfalls at the end <laughs> and well, just water continuously falls off? My Okay, so my understanding with the gentleman that uh, we were speaking with last night is that if you were to take the globe, right, and you push down on and on, Arct- on the Arctic, and you allow Antarctica to spin out, essentially you have a continent at the bottom of or the that surrounds the edge of a circular map. That That's all ice. They all, believe. Well, no, it's all round. It's all land. I mean, Antarctica is not ice. It's it's land, ice covered land. Yeah. Well, they believe that there's like a, an ice wall, basically that you know blocks. Yeah, and as then, I understand it, um, one of the gentlemen who called in said, presumably there's land beyond. This ice wall that is being kept. These are why our, uh, you know, our keepers don't want us to know about <laughs> all that extra land because this way they can keep, you know, make they land can, scarce and uh, make it more valuable or whatever it is. That they, they can claim. keep a bunch of empty land or something. Yeah, something. Um, and as that's, though that's valuable. That's the idea. Is so we're all surrounded on a round globe by a, um, you know, there's there's cold in the middle and cold all around the fringes, but uh, it's like a big warm donut in the middle. Well, and you're talking about people who still believe that the Earth is flat, so I wouldn't necessarily expect a coherent explanation to much. They don't still believe the world is flat. They've adopted the theory. Well, no, but people who still believe it now. So that might have been a reasonable thought at some point. I don't know, but... This is Not like now. running out and contracting mental smallpox. This was eradicated from the face of the earth, the right. notion that the world was flat. And these guys went out and got it and brought it back. Yes, sir. Uh, like, if you went from California all the way to Japan and all the way back around through Europe and then to the East Coast, how did, like, you could do that without falling off the earth and you can go all the way around it. I well, How would they, explain they, that? they don't think that the map ends uh, like, you know, cuts through uh, between, uh, you know, Russia and and uh, Alaska. They think that, in fact, um, the they edge, think it's contiguous like yeah. a like a record. The edge of the it's, it's circular. Right. The, so the map is circular and all of it. All the edges are in Antarctica. That's the, the best we can do to explain it. I'm sure if you want, there's all kinds of websites you can go look at. Oh, yeah. uh, you yeah, know. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, I love your show, guys. Hey, thanks Thank for the call, man. Appreciate it, Don. Oh, whew. I get a little nervous when I see Flat Earth in the uh, the call screening section. I'm like, oh, God, not another one. But he was actually a good, a good call. Uh, Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Well, I'm getting tagged in some of these Flat Earth posts, and they're at least happy, bastard. happy that we're uh, taking their calls. No, that's what we do here on Free Talk Live. We will take phone calls from anybody with any crackpot theory. Let's continue here with your calls and thoughts. We have Liberty Lover in Ohio. He's on Skype. Hey guys, how are you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Don't you know the Earth is a pyramid and it's not spherical? Ooh, now we're getting (laughs) very interesting. I'm just kidding. I wanted to touch on something. I I hope I didn't mishear Melanie earlier. Maybe she can clarify on this. Am I correct that I heard you say that there's nothing wrong with a dead police officer because they can't oppress anybody anymore? I... That... Basically, uh, I'm not sure... Pretty sure that's what she said, That's basically what I said. Hold her feet to the fire. Okay. I don't see how that is even going to work with the non-aggression principle. You know, I won't kill a cop, but I don't care if somebody else does. I I don't think that's morally correct. Well, Well, first of all, the non-aggression principle is not the, these are all the things that are bad that you shouldn't ever do principle. It only prohibits aggression. 
So even if somebody acts in a way that is disproportionate or not a good idea to do self-defense at the time, it still doesn't violate the NAP. And I do feel like that's important to point out. Also, I can't say that I have... I mean, it it might be strategically awful, but I'm not going to feel sorry for a cop. You're not going to feel sorry for a human being's life being taken from them? When they're actively aggressing against several other human beings, no. Yeah, I think I'm also be- not sure that um, the non-aggression principle requires me to root for the good guys or whatever. Um, so that's what you're sort of suggesting here, caller. I'm not sure that that's. I'm, I'm not saying I, I don't agree think he's with suggesting Melanie. that. He's yeah, he just, is. No, he's just surprised uh, uh, at the I callousness. Suggest- what What I suggested is yes, you don't have to root for the good guy, but to me, it sounded like she was rooting for the bad guy. Does the non-aggression principle somehow preclude me rooting for the bad guy? I would assume so because that's promoting violence. Who's rooting for the bad guy? Why is it I'm prom- sorry. Well, okay. well, he's calling. He's calling the cops the good guys, basically. Is I'm he? not calling them the good guys. I'm for taking away the power of the police as much as anybody else's. But okay, the fact and so of the how do you do that not- nonviolently? I think he's just uh, you know shocked at the callousness towards the loss of a human life. That's what I'm hearing. Okay, okay. but in the net, it's not loss of human life because all the people who they would have killed had they you know stayed around are now not dead. All right, it's 1943, yeah. caller. Hitler and Stalin are battling it out on the Ost front. All right, this is where the majority of World War II, at least the European theater, is going on. Who are you picking? I would choose neither of them. All right, fine. Then that's where I'm at. This is where you choose it. I choose. Well, I choose neither. Neither. I don't. I don't feel only any obligation yeah. to root for anybody. If I think to myself, I prefer the, uh, you know, whatever. I don't think that anybody who picks a side in this, uh, in 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 a, a battle between two bad people necessarily. And I'm not calling about cops bad. I'm simply saying um, I'm I'm refining the uh, the claims of the non-aggression principle here. I don't think it requires me to either um, root for the good guys or root against the bad guys or any of those things. But 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 I want to ask what Melanie just said. She just said, "Well, if a police officer has died, you instantly save lives because they would have killed somebody else anyway." That's very presumptive. Um, yeah, that's not every what cop I, kills innocent people. You know that. No, far fewer. Than, they're a member of a murderous gang. They are an active member of a murderous. So gang. because somebody else in the gang did something bad, all the gang members should be punished. I mean, come on, this is basic collectivist error. No, yeah. this this is conspiracy, and conspiracy, regardless of how much it's abused by the state, is still a thing. What about IRS agents? What is the same them? thing. Well, I, I, should we root for their deaths too? I mean, I know that they're going to participate in death in, in uh, theft this year, and I don't feel much, too bad for thieves that get killed. Okay, so there's there's two separate questions. Well, I got, there's three separate questions. A, is it a nap violation? B, is it moral? Because it can be immoral and not be a nap violation. And C, is it a good idea? Is it a not violation to kill an IRS agent? No, because they're actively committing theft every single day. Or the maybe NAP, by the way, is the non-aggression principle. I always feel like I have to throw that in there for people just tuning in. Yeah, this is a yeah. radio show. Non-aggression principle. Uh, B, I, is it immoral? I mean, not really. They're stealing. They're telling you they're going to steal from you. They're actively stealing from you all the time. C, is it a good idea? No. Does it accomplish anything? No. I, I just, I'm sorry. I just found that to be a, a very, no offense, just a foolish statement is all. So I had to ask about that. I mean, I agree with Ian. That is a very callous thing to say. And, okay, and, you know, nobody here who, who, and nobody who I've ever spoken to who, who thinks that 
is really putting any thought towards the victims at all. And I mean, you kind I guess you don't have to pick a side. You can be kind of just a complete pacifist. You know, I'm the I'm the guy that's saying police officers shouldn't have guns. I'm the guy saying that if a cop kills somebody, you should you should lock them up for life. So how am I cheering it on either? Okay, right. But how are you going to take away someone's guns or put them in jail for life non-violently? Well, if I win my election next year, that's something I'm going to push for, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're gonna sit, so so you're gonna sit at a desk and tell other people to do the violence, and that's somehow better. You can go out. Being you can honest become about an it. activist. You can testify for a bill in your own state to take guns away from police. Yes, but okay, bills or laws of any kind are are violent, unless it's a law that literally does nothing. But laws that prohibit or mandate behavior are violent, and the legislators writing them and the people voting for them are just as guilty or not necessarily guilty if it's defensive force. Of the violence that happens as the cop in the street pulling the physical gun. You're still committing that same act. Liberty One Lover, thanks better. for the call. We're going to continue here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. I've always wanted to change the world. So I moved to the Shire to join people who were actually working towards doing the same thing. The people here are awesome, loving and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the third hour of the program. The toll-free number, if you want to join us here, is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. Tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. Back to the phones, to the fun. We can talk more about Ademo Freeman and CopBlock.org. The founder of CopBlock, Ademo, has, uh, seems like he's been having a paradigm shift recently to a uh, perspective of peace and love and forgiveness, which is very different from the man who had been promoting F the Police and F your badge as his primary uh, you know, catchphrases, if you will, over the most recent years. So we'll get back into that if we get the chance. Your calls and thoughts come first. Let's go to, uh, we've got Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, yeah, by the way, I'm surprised uh, that, uh, I mean, since when there's a lunar eclipse, you can see uh, the curvature of the Earth and the shadow of the Earth on the lunar surface. And it kind of shows you that the Earth is round. And I'm surprised they didn't think of that as a way of determining longitude thousands of years sooner because, you know, you just think, okay, what's the local time when the lunar eclipse becomes total? Okay, what's your local time? It's the same moment they saw it in London as they saw it in Rome and Constantinople. And but so they didn't have the Roman Empire. They didn't have a, uh, uh, you know, the, the standard of time wasn't uh, sort of glo- uh, around the globe at that international at that point. I mean, they just sort of took a guess as to what time it was, right? Uh, no, they had uh, the 
rising and setting of stars and when the sun is on the meridian and stuff like that. Okay. But anyway, uh, about the cops. You ever heard of a sundial? Getting, getting back to the, getting, anyway. uh, yeah, getting back to the cops. I just want to point out that uh, this morning out in Baytown, Texas, a uh, deputy, uh, the chief deputy constable was uh, pulling in and getting out to go into the building, the, the uh, cop building, and an assassin came in and took out that cop. And so I named my latest website after that cop. And so I'm not going to give a plug on the air, of course, for it, but I'm just saying that uh, it's not very flattering about cops. And it's a whole new website that I set up, and it's dedicated to that cop that got gunned down. And I'm sure some people that are looking for more information. Well, you can't about t- you can't tease. I mean, I, now I want to know what is the uh, what is the website? ClintonGreenwood.com. So you made uh, a, an entire website oh. about a cop that was this guy was recently killed, gunned down this morning in Baytown, Texas, and. Just as people are getting, uh, oh, gee, let me find out more information on the internet. Let me put that in there. It's probably going to filter through, and that's going to be one of the top results because that's the name they keyed in, and that's the title of the website and the domain name. So that's probably going to show up high in their results, and they're going to see uh, some truth about what cops are and that they are the scum of the earth and that uh, they threw the flash grenade into that toddler's playpen on 28 May 2000. Now, wait, yeah, just to be it, clear, the cop who got killed wasn't the cop who threw a flash grenade into the, the child's uh, playpen. Well, kind of like if you're in the service during the Second World War, you don't go looking for the exact same pilots that dropped the bombs on Pearl Harbor because all of the armed forces of the hostile government are the enemy for the duration of the hostility. Yeah, and, and they need to be stopped. And if they can be stopped peacefully, that's great. I think that's a pipe dream. If somebody can accomplish that, great. And, you know, and if they can be stopped violently, you know, that works too. Either way, it stops them from throwing grenades on toddlers. Thanks for the call, Tom. Appreciate it. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You know, it just doesn't seem very libertarian to, you know, group everybody in this one particular group together. I mean, is the animal control officer also, uh, you know, should he also be subject to the same punishment as the SWAT team? Okay, well, there's a difference between punishment and defensive force. Punishment is what you do after the fact for whatever reason, revenge, deterrence, whatever. Defensive force is something you do to stop oppression. So, first of all, cops are all committing, you know, conspiracy to commit these acts. Just because they don't happen to be the one that pulled the pin on that grenade doesn't mean that they're not in a group whose purpose it is to commit these kinds of acts. Maybe they've never personally been involved in a act this heinous or this kind of clickbaity, but they're still in a group whose this is their purpose and this is what they do. Second of all, because they enforce laws and because there's all kinds of ridiculous victimless laws, by putting on a uniform, by putting on a badge, by identifying as a cop, they're committing assault, kind of just by being there. You know, I've uh, met so many uh, cops that I would have con- yeah that that are willing to listen to these ideas, that are interested in the ideas of liberties. I was brought to the ideas of liberty by law enforcement officers, and uh, I just I think that you know when we alienate, I tr- tr- attempt ve- I I'm you know vehemently anti-war, but I try very very hard not to alienate the enlisted men and 
sort of low-level officers and those kind of things. I think that we're far better off making, you know, pointing fingers at, uh, you know, the, the politicians, poli- po- politicians, uh, bureaucrats, police brass, high-level bureaucrats, not uh, your mm-hmm. your average functionary, um, police brass, uh, military brass, these kind of folks, because there's a, a much smaller group of them, and they have so much more power. Right, and I think that that is also a valid strategy. And at this point in the game, I think that all strategies are useful. But just because one is useful or yours is useful or Ian's useful or that guy who called in and doesn't like me is his strategy is useful doesn't mean that mine isn't always useful. And we're going to reach different people. But it's not like there is a shortage of what I'm doing or a shortage of what you're doing. I mean, uh, um, excess, I mean. So, yeah, I was going to say so there's definitely like, a shortage. <laughs> there's definitely a shortage. There's not an excess. So it's not like I, I don't feel like I'm pulling... Re- I mean, I guess I am because I could be doing something else instead, but it's not like I'm pulling resources away from where they're needed to where they're not needed. Different things are going to reach different people, and they're all valuable. The peace-hugging cops is valuable. So is the, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, this is not a net violation. You probably should The non-aggression d- principle. What, what if, what if, uh, what about the, I mean, I understand that you sort of view them all in the same light. You consider them all to be part of the same criminal gang. You said if you put on the uniform, you're committing assault. Uh, and I mean, there must be some exceptions to that rule. What about the officer that goes out there and he is specifically against pulling people over for BS, you know, speeding ticket violations? What about the the officer who refuses to arrest somebody for possession of marijuana? He's not going to be an officer very long. You're not describing a thing that actually happens. There are cops who will look the other way when it comes to, you know, possession of marijuana. But they, they oppress people enough to keep their job if they're keeping their job. There's a good chance you're right about that. In there is that a 100% chance I'm right about is that. It, so isn't wouldn't you prefer to have the lowest threshold rather than the highest threshold, right? A threshold of what? Threshold of oppression from police. Yes, Your claim but, is that yes, but there's also the philosophical. And I'm, it is a bad idea to kill cops, but there is the philosophical question of does this violate the NAP? And just like with shooting principle. heroin, you shouldn't do it, but it does not violate the non-aggression principle. And saying that it well, there's does a difference between, confuses people. Uh, there's a difference between saying that it doesn't violate the non-aggression principle. I'm with you on that. Um, I suppose. I mean, I suppose that's that's much more. This is a much more convincing statement than. Let's kill some cops, right? Like that. It, and Which that's what I've it sounds made like. that statement, just for the record, in essay. But, um, <laughs> well, okay, but made statements to sound remarkably like that. Well, and that's the thing: the people that are the uh, that the only there are people out there who only look at the non-aggression principle when they determine what is right and wrong. And, and that's a really bad way to go about your life. It's a terrible. Because not only yeah. can you shoot cops, you can shoot heroin. You well, can call your mom at two a.m. and call her nasty things even if she's not and, and, you and, can be real <laughs> really legalistic about everything in your life and that's a really horrible way to go about life well but the if somebody has the principle belief- is the absolute minimum standard for human behavior it's yeah and it's a terrible you know that if that's all you have then you're not a good person um but it so what i where i was going with that is if somebody believes that all police are inherently uh aggressive or aggressive because they put on the badge they're uh you know they're committing assault then that could lead someone to say, well, if they're committing assault, then that's aggression, and so therefore I can go out and slaughter police at will. Well, and they can under the nap. It is a bad plan at this particular point in history. And that is the only thing, by the way, that makes it make sense to a lot of people. That is the only thing that makes it make sense to me. 
that made it make sense to me at the time after I spent six years as a minarchist. Because if you if you're saying that it's a nap violation to kill cops, then that means that it's okay to be a cop. So then you're saying that it's okay for the state to exist, and then it doesn't make sense to be an anarchist. I struggled with this for a the long time. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We do have Skype, and our Skype username is lrn.fm. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. Uh, And you can join us online anytime you want, so head on over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. You can also uh, get your shopping done and get a great deal, like 20% off. Or you actually get to choose the discount. 10, 15, 20, 25%, 33% is the maximum discount. I didn't really think I was going to get it, but I went for it on a recent item over at saveitpurse.com. And it was an item that I thought, you know, I don't really need this thing anytime soon. So I'm just going to put it at 33% and wait and see what happens. And it took more than a week, but somebody did actually order the item for me. So very happy about that. You can get these amazing discounts. The catch is you have to have cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or one of the other uh, competitors to Bitcoin in order to use SaveItPurse.com. If you've got dollars, sorry, you can't use SaveItPurse.com. you got to use Bitcoin or some other cryptocurrency to get these amazing discounts on your purchases at Amazon. I buy everything I get from Amazon through SaveItPurse.com, and I've saved something like $1,700 in two years on 80 plus purchases i mean it's uh, it's amazing that's money that i would have spent anyway because i was going to buy the stuff anyway so why not save 10 15 20 percent it's easy to do you go to save it purse save purse.com it's ian melanie and mark in the studio here tonight as we go and continue with your calls and thoughts we've got ian he's on the line in china on via skype go ahead ian well i i guess i'm gonna revert to this police thing I'd like to see any lawyer call into the show and tell me that a cop isn't guilty of the RICO Act by simply putting the badge on his shirt. RICO meaning, uh, I forget what it's called. RICO is basically a conspiracy. Racketeering in criminal and organizations. Uh If you're affiliated, the actual name of the act, here it is, Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. If you are affiliated with any of these corrupt organizations or racketeers, you're guilty. You put your badge on, guess what, baby? You are affiliated with a criminal organization working for racketeers. I would generally agree with you, but I bet you there's a carve-out in there for law enforcement. Well, Well, no, it's just not illegal to be in law enforcement, which is the the defense. It is illegal to be in uh, collusion with a criminal organization, or under the influence of racketeers. Right, but they're, sure. talk Chicago. they're, they're not going to define themselves as criminal organization, which is the problem there. Yeah. And I do think that Rico they're takes it too illegal. far. I, I'm medical, not legal, but this made sense to me. Right, and uh, by logic, yes, under Rico, cops would be <clears> guilty, except that it's not illegal to, they're not going to make it illegal, they're not going to rule that way, because they're, they'd be ruling against themselves. Right. And I do think Rico oh, a- takes absolutely. it too far, 
because Rico, you don't even have to necessarily know that you're a member of something that is like you could be you could be guilty of being a mafia member under Rico without knowing that you're in the mafia or knowing that the person you're working with is a member of the mafia. That is a fact. There are cases of individuals who are doing 20 years for being affiliated with something they didn't know was a criminal organization. Right. And, and they got scooped up in the dragnet. And that does take it too far. But if you are committing actual conspiracy with someone, hey, we're going to go do this, not not criminal thing, but, you know, this non-aggression principle violating thing. Let's agree to do this. And then just because you're not the one pulling the trigger, you're still guilty. But, yeah, definitely under Rico, you know, yeah, they're absolutely guilty. Well, that said and done, let me backpedal to my original comment, which is about that flat earth thing. Guys, the earth is hollow. How can it be flat? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a ping pong ball. (laughs) Think about this. Admiral Byrd was no fool. He wasn't given to whimsy. This is a highly decorated naval officer. Appeal to authority. Admiral Byrd describes in his diary flying over 1,700 miles of lush and verdant landscape, as he describes it on the pole. He says and swears in his diary that the North and South Poles are only two of many entrances to what he calls the hollow earth. Now, isn't it possible that he's crazy? <laughs> okay, it's, let's think of this, though. The testimony of one person has sent many people to the gallows, the gas chamber, and the firing squad. Oh, yeah. Right, because the government isn't good at logic. One person. So here's a guy, one person, along with his entire air crew, his exploration team, his support people, all attesting to the same thing. I, okay, that's, I've gotta, never heard that before. I think that it's more likely that they're a victim of they were victims of MK Ultra than it is that the Earth is hollow and we haven't figured that out. What yet. is MK Ultra? Mind it's control? when the CIA was slipping people acid, especially in the military in schools, but kind of just anybody, kind of for fun. Okay, but you you don't put acid in the admiral's drink when he's piloting and leading this expedition. You do if you're the, the feds. You don't care if they crash. <laughs> and here's here's my final clincher. Hmm. The National Geographic pre-published the story. They interviewed him. They talked to him. Every copy of that magazine was taken up from the distributorships and gone. Really? Well, I and gotta say that... Nat, it wasn't Nat Geo who polled them. They were polled by three or four different named organizations, and Bird was told... Shut your mouth. This now becomes military secret. And Bird said, the genie's out of the bottle. And they said, shut up. He was allowed to retire honorably. One of the highest decorated soldiers in history. Rear Admiral of our fleet. And and his word isn't good enough. But some, uh, Melanie, you could accuse Ian of kicking the dog meat out of you in a bar fight. And you have no no bruises to show for it. But your word is going to get him arrested. Right. It, and it, and it would because we have a horrible legal system that does things like that. The fact that the why legal, the system, legal is system is worse. Okay. So they take your word. Right. But they no shouldn't because that's shouldn't horrible evidence. It's not day. evidence. Here's Admiral Byrd. Admiral Byrd. You know, to become an admiral, you need congressional appointment. You don't just become a general officer. 
The president has to approve it after general appointment by so the Congress. So this is appeal to authority. Um, uh, I mean, I don't care that he's an admiral, but I am kind of interested in this. If they, he knows where this great spot is, and if all of his team, team knows where it is. Well, his team knows, yeah. right? And, you know, yeah. if my dad told me that this, this great area that one could go exploit economically or, um, you know, in whatever way, this lush, verdant uh, area that's on the North Pole, which doesn't make any sense since no, it's a sheet of sense. ice. Um, but he's crazy. Nonetheless, um, if there was this area and I believed it, I'd say let's go because I mean I'm ready to go exploit it now. If you can convince me that it's there at this point, I'm not convinced. Why haven't you gone? I mean, it's awesome. Right? I have gone because I'm an underpaid nurse in China. Okay, well, I make less money in a year than you make. I'd probably make a I mean, this would be a, a seem would seem like it'd be a relatively easy thing to prove. What with satellite technology now, and you know, satellite imagery of the okay, entire not over the poles, not over Good. the poles. Thanks for mentioning. Go to your Google Earth, hop onto your satellite, and look at how those areas are under All blank right. white Thanks for the squares. call tonight, Ian. More then, coming up. Free Talk Live. What do you shop for that you could otherwise buy at Amazon? Pretty much everything, right? Amazon has competitive pricing and they deliver, and that's a big plus. If you could plan ahead in your shopping, would you be interested in saving up to 33%? There's a catch. You have to do your shopping in Bitcoin. But imagine those savings. It's like a huge raise. All you have to do is go to saveitpurse.com. We've saved thousands, and you can too. Plan ahead and save. Saveitpurse.com. It's Free Talk Live. Join us here on the radio. The toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. And as always, you can bring up anything you want to discuss. 855-450-3733. We've got Skype, so Skype on in here at username lrn.fm. Mark, tell me about hope.freetalklive.com. Well, what's a project that I've got going where I'm trying to uh, help the, help a friend build an orphanage in Uganda. So he's been taking care of about 40 orphans uh, over there. And, you know, they're sleeping in this area uh, that's about the size of a large walk-in closet. And they've done the work to get the foundation put in for the orphanage, but they need concrete and rebar right now. And he needs about $2,000 to make that happen. And I'm trying to get people to help out and you know donate like I have to this project and see if we can get this foundation put together. One of the reasons that it needs to be done so quickly is because they have made a bunch of bricks and these bricks deteriorate in the foul weather, um, which is rainy seasons coming on. If they can get the foundation put in, they can at the very least set the bricks on the foundation and then sort of wrap them so they should be okay rather than just decaying into the mud from which they were made. So please go to hope.freetalklive.com. Um, all the relevant information is there. You can ask questions. I can uh, help with the donation if that's what you need. Whatever it is, hope.freetalklive.com. Frankly, we haven't had a lot of action on this. For whatever reason, something I'm saying about um, you know this, this project in which I'm involved isn't motivating people um, we've had so much luck in the past with getting um, you know helping charities and that kind of thing maybe it's because it's in Africa and people don't trust Africans I don't know but I, I you do have to be careful I mean because there are a lot of scams that come out of uh, some of those countries I have worked my butt off to ensure that this is true 
Like, I'm not going to send my listeners over there to donate money to some kind of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I've seen the videos and I've watched them doing this work. I've they've you know named me and said hello. And the kids have sang songs to me. This is legit. Best I can tell. Hope.freetalklive.com. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got Willie. He's on the line listening in Lake Isabella, California to KVLI. Hey, Willie. Willie in California going once. Willie in California going twice. We'll put Willie back on hold. Maybe he's in a bad cell. We'll try him again here in a little bit. Let's go to a different Ian. This one is calling from, I believe he said, Ohio. Ian, you're on Free Talk Live on Skype. Yeah, can you hear me? Hey, Yes, sir. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to take it into a different direction. All right. And that you you talk about Bitcoin, and Bitcoin has been a huge fucking thing. About- um, I think you just said something you're not supposed to, so I got to let you go. We're doing a radio show. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, maybe some of our internet listeners, he did say to me that he was uh, newer to the show when I was uh, screening his call briefly there. Uh, maybe our internet listeners don't realize it, but this is a radio show, uh, first and foremost, and we're heard on broadcast radio stations. And so saying certain words, like the F word, are, well, we can't let that happen. And unfortunately, we have to basically have a zero tolerance policy for it. So unfortunately, he won't be able to talk to us tonight, but you can always call back tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, We have a one call per night rule. Uh, feel free to call in again. Don't say the F word. Don't say the C word. Uh, don't say the S, C words, S word. An S word. Yeah. Yeah. There's a few things you shouldn't say. Those are the specific so usually, ones. Yeah, like a handful of words that you you shouldn't say. Yeah. If when in doubt, leave it out. That's usually generally a good rule when it comes to uh, broadcast radio. Come up with something else. Uh, so anyway, eight fifty five four fifty free. Let's continue here with Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sarah. Wow, I got so lucky there. The first uh, two, call, the two callers ahead of me just screwed, screwed up, so I get my turn. Oh, there you go. That's lucky awesome. you. Well, you know what? Um, I have a hypothesis. Um, there's a reason why the city of Chicago and Atlanta, Georgia, they like red light cameras. Revenue. So, uh, They're corrupt. <laughs> Well, you know what? I'm I'm assuming there's a high population of African Americans, and uh, that percentage wise, they get hit by cars more than the other nationality people. So, if uh, like a city like uh, Manhattan and L.A. has a high population of uh, African Americans, and they like red light cameras. So that's I doubt my that. assumption. If you're black and you like red light cameras, please call in at 855-450-FREE. <laughs> that's 855-450-3733. And then after you call us, call the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you when um, you use New York, I, I think it's the, the, the most laughable part. So a city that has a policy of shaking down black people is somehow protecting them with red light cameras. <laughs> I mean, this is, this, this is the jurisdiction that kept going back to the Supreme Court to... After the Supreme Court told them they weren't allowed to choke people to death, so they're like, well, what if we do it this way? No. Well, what if we do it this way? No. That's that jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but here's the thing. The, but the population, it's a, it's a high African-American. Those are the people that vote in the mayor, that vote in the city councilors, that people live there. And those are the people that like the red light camera. No. See? No. You're, you're projecting, Sarah, your own beliefs onto those people. You're you're thinking well, yeah, that because I, I, you hold on you're you're you believe 
that because you like red light cameras and you are a, a pedestrian, that therefore all pedestrians like red light cameras, uh, especially black people who you say are more likely to be hit by cars. You, you seem to think that everybody is going to come to the same conclusions that you have about this. Well, you know something? I did my own survey. You did. You know, I talked to people every day, mm-hmm. and you know something? Um, the the African Americans they uh, they agree with me. You know something? They're very uh, supportive of the speeding vans and the red light cameras from the ones that I talked to. So well, kind of they like have a, the opportunity to call in and and uh, point that out, but I I really think this is the best bet here, Sarah, is to follow the money, and the money is that uh, is it Red Flex? What, what what's the name of the, um, the the company? Is basically paying off politicians to uh, to get into these cities, and the politicians like the revenue, the bureaucrats like the revenue. It's the people in the government that want the revenue. That that's what makes the most sense. So you know something. Cameras are gone now. Do you think our life has gotten better? Do you think it has saved more lives, like you guys claim? What's the stat? No, more people are dead inside cars and as pedestrians. More people are dead. Um, can you? Can, you see, the thing is, is you can't show very. Uh, you can't show the numbers that show that uh, red light cameras save people. Um, I can show the numbers that say that they uh, kill people, and that, okay, that's the difference. Pedestrians are killed last year. That's yes, but they weren't killed at red lights when the red lights were changing, and many times uh, pedestrians are killed for uh, because they've misbehaved themselves on the side of the road. Yeah, pedestrians are would seem to be far less likely to kill to be killed at red lights, given that. Many cars are stopped at the at the red light. But regardless, Sarah, we've been over this with you, you know, before. And the reason why cities who are motivated by revenue, not safety, the reason why cities have removed these cameras is because it has it has been such an outrage that uh, you know people have been people have been so outraged that these cameras have caused more car accidents. Now you believe that that's just minor little fender benders of people, you know, that are slamming on their brakes uh, to avoid going through the red light. As as opposed to when the red light ca- when the red light cameras aren't there, you you believe there are more like T bones where people will go out into the intersection and get slammed into the side of their car, which sounds plausible on its front. But the st- you know the statistics show that these cameras increase the danger at these intersections so much. They increase the danger so much that these politicians who normally would ignore stuff like that can't ignore it because there was such a great pushback against these things from the uh, the population in any given area. They could not ignore the statistics that were put in front of them about the dangers that these red light cameras uh, proposed. That's how you know egregious of a danger that the red light cameras are, but you ignore that. Yeah, having been hit by um, in the rear end at a stop uh, stoplight when I stopped for the red light and it had just turned, um, I understand the dangers of this. You know, the guy, the the guy, not the guy that was behind me, but the guy that was behind the person that was behind me, was looking at his phone. You might survive it, but you might have whiplash as a as a well, result. I had a back, I had a back injury that's uh, lasted for more than fifteen years as a result. Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. Our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Remaining moments coming up next. Yeah! 
Talk Live. Moments remain here. You can join us. Uh, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. And we've got more calls on the line, so we're going to get to them. Uh, we never did actually finish up the story from Adamo Freeman called Was I Wrong? But if you want to see that in full, I will put it up on our Facebook and Twitter. Of course, it's over at copblock.org, so you can check that out as you wish. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Melanie. And Mark. We're going to go back to the phones and the fun. We talk first to Eric. He's in Delray Beach, Florida, listening online through the LRN.FM app. Go ahead, Eric. Hello, Eric. Eric going once. There he is. Okay, we have you now. Go ahead. How you doing? Uh, a couple weeks ago, I kind of kicked over the anthill with this uh, immigration welfare spending thing, um, which I I then and listened in the next couple days. I realized there was a whole bunch of callers, and uh, I did more research on this, and and because I, I cited the Cato Institute study, which that caused a big uproar. But I, the more I look into this, it, it's pretty uh, pretty well documented that. Uh, Immigrants uh, really aren't qualified for all that much welfare. Well, that's um, kind of misleading because their children who were born here are. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Illegal immigrants aren't. Legal immigrants are. And I'm looking at, I'm getting my information from the NCSL.org, which is a, it's an immigration um, <clears throat> policy institute. And, you know, the only only legal immigrants with green cards or refugees with a, uh, or people granted asylum, uh, you know, sort of lawful right. immigrants are right. really but, able but to a get U.S. The- citizen child of an illegal immigrant is eligible for welfare. And if you're in a uh, sanctuary city, it's unlikely that you're going to get bothered um, as you know an illegal immigrant or undocumented worker or whatever terminology you wish to use. And I mean, that's not oh, yeah, yeah. that's not a justification for initiating force against people who are crossing an imaginary line because U.S. citizens take welfare all day long as well. So exactly. But you, exactly. It, it, is, it is misleading, if not just flat out false, that illegal immigrants aren't on welfare as well as U.S. citizens. They're not qualified, is what I'm saying. So there, again, this is based upon federal law, and yeah, we're, there's different, you know, in in sanctuary cities and in certain places. I'm sure there's violations of that. I'm just saying, as the law is written, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these numbers were being skewed because of legal immigrants that are qualified. Right, so there but is if, a huge difference. Right, but if I said that it's illegal to give you a grant, but it's legal to give your car a grant. You're getting a grant. So if I say it's illegal to give you food stamps, but it's legal to give your two-month-old child food stamps, food's going the same place. Can a two-month-old child apply for food stamps? I highly doubt that. No, the food stamps are in, and most welfare is in the name of the adults. It can be in the adult's name, too, depending on what kind of so program. A, but like so an adult a, who's a not qualified on, can apply on behalf of a qualified child? Yes. Yeah, I just I'm basically just saying, you know, I just wanted to get to the point of sort of like, yeah, there's legally born citizens of of illegal immigrants. Or it's kind of a different thing. I understand those qualifiers and everything. I just I it also came up with, with that woman that, you know, she was kind of more conservative and just like shooting down the Cato and everything. Uh, you know, I get that and I get these conflicting studies. But one thing I'd like to really ask the more conservative people 
you know, it's like it, with all this outrage focused at at immigration and and recipients of benefits. Well, I'd like to to posit that the greatest welfare uh, queens or lushes or sponges are actually is the U.S. military, mm. and if they would if they would apply the same standard that they do to people crossing those imaginary lines. And I'm a veteran, I'm a Marine. So, you know, I, I, I'll say this all day long. I say it at, you know, at the VA or whatever, you know, like, is that what you're Are you referring to uh, the people who are sort of ex military? They're the welfare recipients or the people who are current military, active duty. I I draw, I draw a difference there because uh, we sign a contract. Okay. And as a libertarian, I believe in contracts and when you sign a contract at USMC, there's a profane thing about you signed the blah, blah, blah contract. That's sort of, you know, when you get out, because you signed that contract, just like if you did with any other employer where the contract, you know, says, okay, well, you're going to do this job for me. And as a result of that, I'll get this. I'm not saying that, you know, uh, I believe in people mooching off the government, but if you, if you, Enter into a contract with somebody and you get out, then you're you're kind of yeah you you can you can draw on those benefits. But I'm saying is active duty, the Pentagon, uh, you know, the it, that's where the greatest percentage of our budget is is just siphoned off of the American taxpayer. Well, yeah, the well, standard isn't. I would uh, I'll contend that. So just because, um, you know, some giant uh, ship or tank is purchased, that doesn't benefit the soldier, sailor, airman. Or well, no, but then that would benefit but the I would say contractors. that it's, it's Medicare is, uh, you know, when you're talking about old people getting uh, service, uh, you know, spending a quarter and getting a dollar uh, worth of service back. That is where your largest amount of uh, of welfare is going. Yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it seems like the argument often boils down to, well, I'm paying taxes and da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, I know. You know and it's like, you know, it's like, well, listen, you know, you're, what you're paying for uh, is largely a professional slush fund for uh, an organized band of, of murderers. That's you know? certainly what, uh, you know, Smedley Butler would, would likely say. Semper Fi. Hey. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's that's how I be. He's one of the men that really helped like shape my opinions on this. And and you don't know it until you've been in the belly of the beast. It's very difficult to understand the bile, you know. So good call, Eric. Thanks for sharing your personal experience with us. I appreciate that. Let's try Willie one more time. We're going to give. Uh, I think the maybe there's some technical difficulties. Willie, are you with us now? Willie going once. Willie going twice. He's gone. All right, let's go to Ralph in New Jersey. You know, Ralph. Up before you go on, up up before you go on, up, Ralph. uh, Just want to let you know that uh, we're going to put a restriction on you because you've been calling about the same thing for way too long, and we don't want to get we don't want our listeners to get bored of you. So we want to to challenge you to not use the terms El Negro Animal tonight. Okay, now go ahead with your call. You cannot talk about black people. You know, uh, the, the the gang rape in Chicago broke once again. The animalistic ways of, uh, you know, them people, okay? Them people and... He just can't. No he just amount. can't do it. He just can't. Isn't there's there no anything amount. else that's interesting oh. to you in life besides no, black people that you don't like? No, what is it you like, no, Ralph? What is it that, yeah, you, well, you know... Uh, okay. 
Uh, what, what about Rachel Dolezal? Is there anything interesting about Rachel, Rachel Dolezal? Dolezal? This is the woman who was uh, pretending right. to be black. Other than, other than identifying herself for what she is not. Now, there is, this is why guilty run amok, <laughs> okay? This is why guilty that you might be right about. run awry, okay? This I, is don't, why I don't agree. I didn't hear recently. Hold on, Ralph. Uh, go ahead, Mark. If the lady wants to be, you know, I, she she claims that she's trans, trans black, black, right? And I say she is. That um, doesn't even mean anything, though. I if mean, she functions in the world, that means she wants the way to be she black. Understands right? to be black. I mean, I just don't. I don't care. Um, like the thing is, is that. I, I I think that you can identify black as uh, as a color, and it seems like she's probably not that. You can identify it as a culture. Um, you know that that term is used, and if that's what she wants, the culture she wants to identify with, I don't see a particular problem with it. I I think that um, you know there there are lots of people of lots of different colors that move through the major culture in the United States with ease and alacrity, and we never point fingers at them because but, they don't claim to be something they're not. They never claim anything. They just. Right, then Move. they're not lying. They're just, you know... The, bo- the, the book is called In Living Color, Finding My Place in a World of Black and if White. If you plug that book halfway one more to, time, you're going to have to pay for pay, pay for a plug. Halfway through the book, I get the impression that you there bought is it? something psychological. Yes, I did. Yes, as a matter of fact, I do. Well, kudos want, to you. Kudos to I you for want, that. I, I want a sociological study because i already studied you know the animalistic ways of the black all right now i gotta get rid of you because you broke the rule you broke the rule he broke the rule in the second sentence he said animalistic and then those he said those people no yeah but then he changed it but it was his first time okay so then he changed it to rachel dolezal and that was actually like a topic you know that is actually something that we could discuss right uh something we haven't heard before every single time he calls so thank you for the call tonight ralph New rule for Ralph and uh, maybe another caller as well who didn't call tonight. All right, so uh, we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, over at freetalklive.com. Well, actually, he did call, but then he hung up before he got on the air. So we'll see you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the free archives and the interactions that you can have there. And don't forget to amp the show at amp.freetalklive.com. We'd like to invite you to visit freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.